Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. So good to be here. Amen. Dave's up here again with me. All right. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I was like, I'm preaching. I got to have Dave again with me. Dave and I have known each other for quite a while. Yeah, we predate Bethel Austin, actually. And, uh, and I just love all kinds of worship. You know, I enjoyed Jake tonight. I, enjoy, I just enjoy all kinds. I was just reminded, um, South by Southwest, y'all don't know this, but I used to be a Christian band, wor uh, worship band promoter on 6th Street. I was. Uh, you, you guys have no idea where I've been, what I've done. And uh, we, we had a facility over um, e Emo's, the famous club, Emo, Austin Club Emo's downtown. And during South by Southwest, 6th Street was loaded with scream bands back in the day. And I'm not going to try to uh, implement, do what they do, but I'm, I'm talking screaming guys. And so we were like, Hey, let's get a scream worship band. <laughs> Did you know that exists? It's pretty wild. <laughs> Jesus, you know, <laughs> it wasn't my preference, but, uh, we would do that. And we'd be like, Hey, come up and hear our scream band. And people would come up there and uh, they would hear Jesus and scream. It was amazing. And then we would, we would minister and pray for them. So it was like a, like a crazy thing we were doing down there, but it was a lot of fun. And so God has a lot of ways that uh, worship uh, can go forward. And uh, these guys would minister and scream. Y'all want to try? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I couldn't. I could not do it. Why don't we stand for a minute, though? If I, if I get too close to the guitar, y'all let me know. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to back up and catch it. But uh, let's just, I just want to thank the Lord for a minute. And I want to, I just want to, before I go into this message, it's, I really, what I'm doing tonight is an expansion of, of what I did last week on the incense of worship. And uh, God's been doing something really, really powerful in my heart, in the area of, of prayer and worship. And I've been having some amazing encounters with him. And so <clears throat> I just want to go, before I go into this word, I just want to go into worship again for a moment. And I can just feel right now, I can just feel presence, the presence of the Lord just coming closer to us. And he's just drawing us in closer. And I want your heart just to connect with him because that's why we're here tonight. It's to connect into what God is doing and to connect with his heart. Oh man. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to sing that song that Jake was singing earlier again. You are worthy of it all. And I just want to make a declaration and I don't sing that well, but I, I worship really well. <laughs> I know how to, I can kind of sing. I can kind of sing and I can really worship. And so I want you to just join together all of our voices and let's just sing that. 
song. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve the glory. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. Thank you, Jesus. From you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve glory. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we just say tonight that you deserve the glory and that you are worthy of it all. And we exalt your name. We exalt your name in this place. We exalt your holy name. And we say that you are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Could you just begin to worship in the Spirit? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, just let it out. Just worship. Spirit, such a beautiful song that we can sing together. Worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. 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 You deserve the glory. We just tell him, you deserve the glory, Jesus. Yeah. You deserve the glory. Ah, you deserve it. Yeah. Whoa. You deserve the glory. Oh, you deserve it. Thank you, Jesus. Kes, could you come up here for a second? Yeah, just keep singing. Yeah, just sing, Kes. Sing what you're singing. Thank you, Jesus. It's yours, it's yours, and all of the glory, all of the glory, all of the glory, all of the glory, 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Yeah, just tell him that you love him. Love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Majesty. Thank you, Jesus. Majesty. Oh. 
kingdom authority flows from his throne. Thank you, Jesus. Kingdom authority. Kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own. His anthem raise. What beautiful words. I think Jack Hayford wrote this song. Let's just sing it again. Cass, if you just lead us again. There's power on this right now. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And let's just lift the roof off of this place with our voices. Thank you, Jesus. Majesty. you Jesus yeah we worship you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to just read some words from an upper room song, and I'll pledge my life to you. I'm your temple. Fill me with fire. A living sacrifice on your altar. You keep me burning. I'm going to read it again. And I'll pledge my life to you. I'm your temple. Fill me with fire. A living sacrifice on your altar. You keep me burning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll pledge my life to you. I'm your temple. Fill me with fire. 
Thank you, Jesus. A living sacrifice on your altar. You keep me burning. I pledge my life to you. I'm your temple. Fill me with fire. Sing it as a prayer. sing that a few more times, but before we do, just make it a prayer. Lord, Lord, let the words of this song imprint upon our heart. God, that you would let your fire fill this temple of my heart, that you would fill the temple of my heart with the fire of worship and prayer, God, that our very hearts would be an altar, God, that our very lives would be an altar and that you would keep us burning. God, I pray that you would keep us burning day and night, morning and noon and night, God, that you would keep us burning in the city of Austin, God, that we would wake up burning, that we would burn throughout the day, God, God, that we would go to sleep at night burning, God, as an altar in this city, God. God, that worship would burn in our heart, God, that worship, that the incense of worship would burn, God, I pray that the smoke of incense would be, there would be that fragrance would be all over the city of Austin, that there would be no corner of this city that you could not go to and smell the worshipers burning, that the fragrance of incense that is pleasing to you would fill Austin and fill the heavens over Austin, God. And God, let us be that fragrance. Let us be that sacrifice. Let's sing this as a prayer, God. Guys, sing it from your heart. There's so much power on this if you'll let it out. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, Cass. Thank you, Lord. I pledge my life to I'm your temple, fill me with fire. Let's hear your voice. A living sacrifice on your altar, you keep me burning. I pledge my life to my life to 
us burning, Lord. Keep us burning. Oh, keep us burning. Keep us burning with the incense of worship. The incense of worship would burn in this place, would burn in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's right, Elliot. Fire. Fire, 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 fire. The fire, fire of worship, fire of worship. Yeah, I just speak that over this place. The fire of worship would burn in this place. I prophesied over this place a new fire in worship. I prophesy, I speak fire would burn in your hearts. Would burn, would burn, would burn, would burn, would burn, would burn. Like on the road to Emmaus, their hearts were burning when Jesus came near. They didn't realize what was happening till later, but they said, did not our hearts burn within us? Did our hearts not burn within us? And I speak that over this place. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Burn, 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 burn. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, Kess and, and Dave, if y'all y'all can go back, but if you'll stay nearby, we'll just see what the Lord's going to do because I believe that He wants to release fire in this place. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Kess, for coming to my rescue. I wanted to sing that, and I didn't know how. <laughs> Some of these songs, I can do the old songs. Some of the new ones, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But thank you for that. Because I believe that God wants to release more fire of worship. And, um, and I want to talk about the incense of worship tonight. <sighs> the incense of worship. And... Um, I made a post this week on Instagram. It's my yearly posts that I make. <laughs> I made a bunch of other ones, but I have my yearly posts. You guys don't know it, but um, I used to post, I used to have a blogazine. Y'all know what a blogazine is? You don't know what that is. I had one called Catalyst 7, and um, I had 50,000 Twitter followers. Now, my kids are like, Dad, those were all robots. And I'm like, no, uh, have any of you had 50,000 Twitter followers? But I wrote these Christian articles, and one day I got so tired of the mean Christians that I just deleted the whole thing. I was like, that's it. I kind of regretted it after I did it. But, but anyway, so I made my post, and my post was this. I'm going to just read it to you. Um, I'm going to read kind of the caption, and then I'm going to read what I wrote. It says, some prayers are answered instantly, while others are so valuable to God that he transforms them into a fragrant incense and places them in a bowl in heaven. And I wrote, I'm thankful for instantly answered prayer. So many times I've experienced instant breakthroughs in my life in so many different ways. That being said, it's important to understand there are some prayers so precious to God, he turns them into incense 
and puts them in golden bowls. Revelation 5.8 and Revelation 8.3 give us a brief glimpse into what happens to those prayers. There are heavenly realities, realities beyond comprehension that God wants us to begin to understand. We are called to fill heaven with prayers turned to incense. Amen. Amen. And I'm just going to expand out. I'll talk a little bit about what I talked about last week. But I want to expand out the incense part of what I spoke on. And breakthrough prayer, I want to say this, breakthrough prayer is, is really important. Um, it, it's something that breaks from heaven in to vertically and it breaks horizontally into our lives and it, it changes things. And it's so important that, that God actually told us to ask. He says that we, we have not because we ask not. And so he is a God of breakthrough. And he wants us to receive breakthrough. But that's not what I'm going to speak about tonight. I want to speak about another type of prayer that is linked into worship that is vertical under the Lord. And it's this prayer that fills the heavens with incense. And just kind of reviewing last week, I've been having these experiences with the Lord, and they're not necessarily uncommon to some things that have happened at Bethel Austin. I've just been having them in a more intense way and more often. And it is the fragrance of heaven where you physically begin to smell that fragrance. And so I've been experiencing it. If you are here last week, I talked about it. When I put on worship, not every time, but many times as I'm coming up to the office a fragrance would hit my truck. And a couple times, it was, it was like a pine smell. I don't know how to describe it. It would just flow through my truck. And then before I got here, it was a different type of smell. But it was happening in these moments of worship. And one, one day in the prayer room, there were about 10 of us in there, and it was in the afternoon, and I began to smell this beautiful fragrance. And I, at first, I thought, is that that fragrance? I haven't smelled that one before. What is this? And so I kind of walked around looking to see if it was something else. And I went corner to corner in the room. And that smell was there. But as soon, And I talked about this last week. But as soon as you stepped out, it was gone. You stepped back in, it was there. And then one night we were praying. And there were, I don't know, there were about 40 people there that night. But about 9 o'clock, a lot of people start to go home. And there ended up about five of us left. And we were just praying. We kept praying. About 9.45, I went out to move some signs in. We were going to end. And uh, I moved some signs in. And when I walked back into the room, that fragrance was so strong. And I was like, God, that's amazing. Why didn't you do that when the 40 people were here? There are only five of us left. And it was an invitation to come in a little deeper. (laughs) We need to understand that. Like sometimes we feel, oh, if the room is just full, and I love having a full room, but God is, he'll, he'll meet with two. He'll meet with one. He'll meet with five. He'll meet with thousands. And so we don't necessarily need to think that if a room is not full, that God is not interested in what is happening in that room. And so he brings that beautiful fragrance in, and 
I just began to ask the Lord. I've always thought when, when I've smelled that at Bethel Austin, I always thought, oh, that's, that's something from heaven. But I began to ask the Lord, what is this? Because it always came during worship. And he said, you're smelling the fragrance of your own worship and prayer. You're smelling what I smell. <laughs> so we, God wants us to understand when we pray and we worship and it leaves this realm and it goes there, it begins to turn into incense and it begins to turn into that fragrance that's pleasing to God. And there's a lot of scriptures you can jump in to back that up. But <clears throat> I was sharing this in Palestine. As I, again, this may be a review for some of you. But I was sharing this at a camp meeting with Jeff Collins in, in Palestine, which is my, my hometown, um, a couple weeks ago. And I shared it, and Zach Paris came up at the end. He's a worship leader. He's led a couple times here. And he said, I was at a worship lab, and the guy was talking about a revelation or a vision, or, or God had spoken to him that he actually, that God actually carries that fragrance with him like a perfume. Amen. So that wherever God is, that he carries it around him, that he actually keeps it around him. And so the amazing thing about that is that means that there are believers in China, that there are believers in other places, that there are believers all over the world that are adding to the fragrance of the Lord. And so when the presence of God comes in and we begin to smell that fragrance, it's not just ours, it's a fragrance that's mixing from all over the world of those that are worshiping and praising Him. Amen? And so it's really powerful when you start to think about it. And you can see this in the Bible. You can see in Revelation 5, 8, it talks about a, a holding, they're holding a harp, the angels, and golden bowls full of incense, which are what? The prayers of the saints. And when you understand the type of prayer I'm talking about, it mixes in with worship. It's one of the reasons I've been uh, kind of worshiping and praying all at the same time. And so it's this type of prayer. And Revelation 8.3 again talks about it. And um, this is where the, the seventh seal um, in, the, in the book of Revelation is unsealed, and I, I'm not going to try to teach on that. I don't really go there because I don't, that's not my thing. That's not my area of expertise. But um, it, that seal is, um, is un, when, before that happens, it says, and you never read this anywhere in the Bible, there was, there was like silence in heaven. It went silent for a while, completely silent. And I don't know if it's ever completely silent, but it talks about the silence. And then it talks about that um, in verse 3, that this angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer. And it says he'd given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And it says that the smoke of the incense with prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. And so we see here this beautiful picture of what happens with these prayers. And it says that that, that, that angel takes that, that, uh, that incense, he adds incense to those prayers of the saints, and it rises up before God at this golden altar. And so this is a picture. It's a glimpse of what's happening in heaven with our prayers and our worship. And if we could understand 
if we could understand that how important prayer is and how important it is that we that we come before the altar with our prayer probably prayer you know you announce a prayer meeting it's probably the you'll probably get the least attendance of any meeting most places but prayer before god before that golden altar begins to release incense into the heavenly realm that does ultimately create breakthrough in the earth. But it's a different type of prayer. And it's a prayer and worship that's for him and him alone. And so, so incense, the type of breakthrough that it brings into the earth is the glory realm begins to come. So that prayer, that incense that's happening in heaven, that cloud of incense, that smoke of incense, when it begins to fill heaven, it begins to open something up in a place. And I've seen this before. We had this in Palestine years ago. People used to walk in our building during the day that didn't really didn't know us. They weren't a part of our culture. And as soon as they'd hit the foyer, they'd begin to cry. And they would weep. And they would be like, I don't understand. Every time I come in here, I begin to cry. What was that? We, we had opened, we had with our worship and our prayers, we were putting that incense before the Lord. And it was opening up the glory realm over our church and even over that property. And so God wants to open that up here more than it's already open because it's here, but God wants to do something more. Amen. And I'm so loved that we're a revival culture, but we can't just say, well, a revival culture. We need to, we need to cultivate that revival culture and cultivate that incense and that fire before the Lord. Amen. It's important to cultivate it. And so, we can step into the glory realm, but the way that we step in is through prayer and through worship. Amen? And so, <clears throat> we're in this partnership with God. And um, I want us to understand this. So it's, it's heaven to earth, Right? And it's God affecting the earth. But I, I want us to really catch something. We have the ability to affect the heavenly realm. Amen. Charles Finney, I, I think I read this last week, he, in his paper on hindrances to revival, he says one of them is failure to understand our partnership with God. And sometimes we understand that from there to here, but we need to understand it from here to there. Because it's, 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 there's a loop to it, right? Yes, we're going from for heaven to earth, but we have a responsibility in this partnership in where we live to, to, to go from earth to heaven so that heaven will come here. Amen? Amen? And so if you want to know your value, as a, you're a co-heir with Christ, and you can actually... And we collectively as a people can actually move heaven. Amen. We interact with it. 
You see that, you see that in Revelation 5 and Revelation 8, where there our prayers are actually causing a reaction in heaven. Our prayers are actually filling heaven with incense. Our worship is actually filling heaven with that smoke of incense that is pleasing to God. So yes, it is heaven to earth, but it's also us to the heavens. And we fill it with our praise and our worship. And then that world in, begins to come become more, re, more, the reality of that world become, becomes more present in this world. And that's what God wants to build in this place, is a place that is so full of His glory and the glory realm, that it wouldn't just be like, okay, remember last year when we had that amazing encounter with the glory? No, He wants it, do you, do you remember five minutes ago when we had that encounter with the glory? Amen? And, and guys, I want to say this, it's not just for when we're in church together, it's everywhere that we are. It's in your home, it's at your workplace, it's in your truck or your car. It's wherever you are. It's when you're walking down the streets of Austin that we, care with it. we are in the glory realm. We can stay in that place. Amen? Um, that Revelation 5, again, it describes this whole scene there. And it actually describes a heavenly worship service. And what I love is the prayers of the saints were actually a part of that worship service. And in that worship service, we see Jesus comes and opens the scroll, the scroll, John saw the lamb as if slain, and he heard the voices and saw the elders and angels and living creatures around the throne singing. You know, one time I was in Palestine, and uh, there, we were in a, a meeting with about 10 of us, and we began to really pray and worship. And I can promise you there were angels singing in the room, and it was so loud that we began to look around. We couldn't believe what was happening because angels were singing with us in that room as we prayed. We heard the angels in heaven. John heard it here and he saw it. He heard, he heard and saw the elders, the angels, the living creatures around the throne. And what they, they were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Amen. Worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain. They're singing. So there's this, heavenly, there's this heavenly worship service happening, in our and the prayers of the saints were right in the middle of it. So we also need to understand that as we offer those prayers, and as we offer that worship to the Lord, that it's going into the heavens as incense, and it's interacting with what they're doing there. Amen. Amen. That changes the dynamic of prayer for me. That changes my understanding. I'm not just throwing words out. I am speaking out something that is turning into incense. And it's so valuable to God that some of it He's going to put in those golden bowls. Amen? All right. Exodus 30, 34. 
This is really powerful. I want to show you something in this passage. This is 34. We're going to look at through 38. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stacti, I can't pronounce these, onicha, <laughs> and galbanum. That's interesting. <laughs> sweet spices with pure frankincense. Of each there shall be equal part. And make an incense blended as by the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You shall beat some of it very small and put it and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I shall meet with you. It shall be most holy for you. And the incense that you shall make according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be for the holy to the Lord. Whoever makes any like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. Now, I want you to understand something about one of these ingredients here that was very specific. And I believe that is pronounced stacti. And um, when you read about this particular part, it, it comes from uh, a product of myrrh, which is talked about in the New Testament. Um, and some of these sources that talk about this, some of these ancient sources, one of them was a Roman historian in natural history, and he described it, and I want you to hear this, as the liquid which exuded naturally from the myrrh tree before the gum was collected from man-made incisions. And then, he's, and then another a Greek botanist said this. He said, um, it's from myrrh, and when it is bruised, flows in oil. And it's called stacti because it comes and drops slowly. You know, Isaiah 53, 5 says, and he was wounded. Guess who wounded him? They were man-made incisions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. I find it amazing, like so many things in the Old Testament that point to Jesus. That man may cut him. He was wounded and we bruised him. And so we see this, these symbols of his sacrifice that produced a fragrant aroma to God. And it says in this passage in verse 37, it says, And the incense that you shall make according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. So this particular incense, they were not allowed to make for themselves because it was holy. And because it was holy, it was just for the Lord. And so God wants us to cultivate something and learn how to cultivate something that's not just, it's not for us. It's actually for Him. It's actually for Him. He wants us to cultivate something 
just for him. And this week, oh man, I've been walking, especially the first part of the week. I was, I've been, I call it a walking encounter. Because I could just make the slightest turn towards him, and I'm in. I'm in glory. Like, I'm in the glory realm. I am in. I am in a place of worship and prayer, and I am caught up, and I don't want to leave it. I've had several times this week where at midnight, I'm laying in my bed, and I'm worshiping. And I don't want to go to sleep because my heart's burning for him. And I, it just feels so amazing. And I'm like, God, I don't want to go to sleep. I just want to keep worshiping you. I just want to keep loving you. I don't want to sleep. And I've done that several times till I just, I couldn't do it anymore. My body just went to sleep. But my heart's on fire. It's burning. And so in, in and out of these encounters, not really leaving them, but sometimes it's like, okay, well, I got to do this. So I do it, and then I jump right back into an encounter. It's the best week, <laughs> the way I've spent my time. And so cultivating this beautiful space of encounter, this beautiful place of worship, this beautiful place of prayer, where you're just loving Him. You're just loving Him. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, For... We are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved. We are this aroma. We are this fragrance. We are this fragrance, not of ourselves, but of Christ that is flowing through us. We are the aroma. We are aroma of Christ. Song of Solomon says, 4.10 says, how beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than all kinds of spices. Your lips, my bride, drip honey. Honey and milk are under your tongue and the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. A garden locked is my sister, my bride. A rock garden locked, a spring sealed up. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. We are are like a fragrance to the Lord. Our worship is like a fragrance to Him. And it's only for Him. And He wants to cultivate that place. I've been this week. I'm, I, there's something in my heart that says, God, I don't want to leave this place. I don't want to go on to the next thing. I want to cultivate every day, every moment that I'm able to, I want to cultivate this place of worship, in this place of adoration, in this place of prayer, in this place where my heart is literally exploding with love for you. I don't want to leave it. I don't want to go on because this is the thing. This is what we were made for. We were made to be a fragrance, to be a sweet aroma to the Lord. And out of that aroma, out of that fragrance, out of that place of worship, out of that love for Him, everything else will flow. All the oil will flow that we need. 
all the breakthrough that we need will begin to flow. All the unity and the love for one another will flow in a way that the world says, I want that because they love each other. Do you know that is evangelism? Evangelism is they come in and they go, there's something here that I've never seen before, and I want what these people have. I want to be a part of it. Tell me how I can be a part of it. Amen? And so this fragrance, and so I want to be a fragrance. I want a heart that burns. I want a heart that burns. I want my heart to burn for him. I don't want to just go through life. I want to burn. I want to spend the precious time that I have in life Worshipping Him, loving Him, honoring Him. I want to be a part of a company of people that I can do that with. And I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm so thankful for this place that we call Bethel Austin. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for Joaquin and Renee. I'm so thankful for all the leaders here that love to worship that love to spend time, that want to see this place, this place of His presence, this place of incense cultivated. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that this company of people exists in Austin, Texas. I'm so thankful to be here because God is building a house of worship. And here's the thing, my heart is exploding, and you know, I've been trying to, I'm like, hey, come in, let's get in there, let's go in there. We all need to do that for each other, like, come on, let's get in, let's get into his presence. I'm going to open up my heart right now, I'm going to make that turn, because there's something even more powerful than me laying my bed at night and just loving him, something more powerful is when we are together doing that. There's nothing like that corporate place of burning hearts before God. So could we just stand for a moment? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Kes, would you mind, Dave, you can come. I have no idea what we're about to do. <laughs> but, but I just want to take a moment and let's just see what God may want to do. Whoa. I see I see a candle and um, hmm. it's like a fire is lit and then it goes out and there's it's smoldering there's smoke going up but and it gets lit and it goes out and 
it gets lit and it goes out. But God wants it to stay lit. God wants something to stay lit. It's on. The, it's, not like it, it's not like it moves away from him, but it's, it's just, it's not burning the way he wants it to burn. So God wants to set the candle of our heart on fire and that we would protect that fire. I can tell you some of the things that can put it out. I can see it. It's those distractions. Distractions. Maybe something happens around you and you, and you allow the stress of that to pull you in, in a way, and that candle, it just begins to smolder. And it can be relit just like that again, but God wants us to learn to protect that fire. I don't want anything, I don't want anything messing with the candle of my heart. I want my heart to stay turned towards Him, and I want it to stay on fire. And so, Lord, we ask that you would release fire in this place. God, that we could feel the burning of heaven in our hearts, that we could feel that fire that only you can give. You are the one that gives us love for you, and we return it back to you. And so, God, I pray for hearts to explode, God, that we would explode that we would explode with worship for you, God. I pray that every single heart in this place would begin to feel that love for you, that burning love for you, that love that just explodes, that burns, that burns, that burns, that passionate, fiery love would burn in our hearts. If you could just open up your hands to him, just receive right now. God wants to set it on fire and then he wants to re- you to release it. The thing that set off the Welsh revival was a teenage girl who began to say, say something along the lines, Jesus, I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. And it set a country on fire. It set a country on fire. Why? Because she began to direct her love to Jesus. What could happen if a room could be filled with that kind of fire? What could happen if Bethel Austin was filled with that kind of fire? Oh, that our hearts would explode. That we couldn't get enough of Him. That we couldn't get enough of loving Him. That when we wake up, we would think about Him. When we're getting ready for work, we would be thinking about Him. We're We're in the shower. We're thinking about him. We're on our drive to work or to school, take our kids to school or whatever we're doing that that we couldn't stop thinking about him. That during the day, during lunch, we couldn't stop thinking about him. Then when we're headed home again for work, we couldn't stop thinking about him. When we're in meetings, we couldn't stop thinking about him. That our heart would be connected to him. That when we get home, we couldn't stop. That in the evening time, the, the entertainment wouldn't be that attractive because we couldn't get enough of him. We couldn't get enough. We can't stop thinking about him. We can't stop talking to him. We can't stop worshiping him. We can't stop giving to him. We can't stop telling other people about him because he's so good. What if that could happen in a people? 
What if that happened in this place? That when we go to bed, that our hearts are literally burning on fire. That there's a fire burning that we couldn't go to sleep. We don't want to go to sleep. We want to sleep less because we want to keep worshiping Him and we can't stop thinking about Him. What if in the night, what if in the night we were waking up and there was worship on our lips because even in our sleep we couldn't stop thinking about Him? Jesus, we love you. Could you just begin to tell him? Just begin to let, let a little bit of that fire out. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Just Jesus, I love you. Let it, let it roll off your lips. Don't, don't just keep it inside. Let him hear it. Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you. There's been times, guys, where Stacy had to come in and say, Shane, are you going to eat supper tonight? Because I'm on the floor worshiping. Why? Because my heart is burning. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I adore you. Jesus, I'm turning towards you right now to worship you. Let's just worship, guys. Kess and Dave, if y'all have anything, but let's just worship. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.